it's really important to develop your ear in guitar or just with any instrument in general. So that usually involves like hearing a melody or coming up with something in your head and then kind of like figuring out how to make it sound that way on your instrument. But going, tying that in with cameras, like as a photographer, it's important to see things before you pick up your camera. But it also really helps like when I see a photo, you know, you can also, you're training your eye, right? Like, mm -hmm. hmm, I can tell whether you did it with a strobe, is it natural light, your editing style. So I think those are fun things to do is like kind of go around and admire and see other people's work. And then just kind of try to either guess or even like recreate sometimes how they did that photo. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Miguel Angel. Uh, he and his wife, Marianne, are the founders of San Angel Photography, and they happen to be located just a few miles down the road, um, which is really awesome. I talk about community over competition a lot on this podcast. Um, and Miguel was actually one of the very first photographers that I met when I moved to this area a um, little bit over six years ago. And he's a genuinely kind guy, a great photographer and gives a lot to this community. So definitely reach out to local professionals in your area to build your community too, uh, because it is very valuable. Today's episode is a great conversation between friends. We talk about hobbies and how they can help boost your creativity, give your mind a reset to dive further into business, and also create um, great connections between you and your clients and even potential clients. Before we get into today's episode, uh, we did receive a new review and I wanted to take time to give you a shout out to let you know just how much this means. I know it sounds simple. It's just, you know, a few words, five stars, but reviews are like how the podcast world goes round. Um, so thank you, Lori Notorious. Also love the name. Um, Notorious was, was part of my, uh, Zanga username back in the day. If there's any, uh, very early two thousands, uh, blog people around. Um, so here's a five-star review. They said, great for photographers. What a knowledgeable and entertaining duo. Love this podcast as a fellow photographer in the biz. Lori, thank you so much. That means the world, uh, for, for me and for this podcast. I love that you are part of this community and, uh, and that you are enjoying the podcast because I really enjoy the podcast as well. Um, so talking about the podcast, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, I've got Miguel Angel with me. Um, we are going to be talking about hobbies and, uh, just all, all about hobbies, how you can uh, like kind of boost your creativity by having hobbies, how it's healthy to have hobbies, um, all those things. If you're watching us live right now, you can probably take a guess at what Miguel's hobby is. 
Um, he's got, I can count, I think five different guitars um, in your background right now. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll more go. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. I've been over to your house before and yeah. I've always been like, I have two guitars now. Um, I used to have nice. more and then selling them or just giving them to friends and stuff. Most you know, guitar players guitar. I meet always have a few extra ones in cases. So whatever you see, add a few cases. Yep. Yep. I, I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself a guitar player or a guitarist. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I like to play, but I'm not that great at it. Um, mm -hmm. And I've never invested a lot of money. Like I have an amp and like a couple pedals and stuff. But yeah. other than that, uh, I, well, that I brings up an interesting point, I think, because it's kind of like photography, right? What does it mean to be a photographer? Yeah. So me, for me personally, I believe like it, it's letting everybody in, you know, if you pick up a camera and you want to call yourself a photographer and you, you know, enjoy it by all means, you're a photographer. For me, that's kind of similar for, for guitars. You know, if you have a guitar and you enjoy playing it, you're a guitar player. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm a guitar player then. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've always enjoyed it, but I've never like looked at a guitar that's like $800 or something and been like, I'm going to spend $800 on this. Cause I'm like, yeah. I already have a guitar and it's, it's fairly decent. Like I, you know, switched out the pickups and stuff to yeah. be a better, better quality uh, than just like a little Squire. Um mm. But, that's one of my favorite things about guitar is that yeah. as a hobby to get started into it, you know, it's not very cost prohibitive. And honestly, like after having played for a long time, like the inexpensive guitars get you 90% of the way there of like the really expensive ones. And it'll be a long time before you can even like appreciate any of the differences. So, right. You know? Yeah. And I don't have a good ear. Um, like I grew up with, uh, with my friend, Josh, who just, he could hear a song on the radio and then just pick up a guitar and start playing it. And I was like, I don't even know where I know how to do a G chord and a C yeah. and <laughs> D minor. And I was like, I cannot like listen to a song and just be like, Oh yeah, this is in the key of F and uh, this is a, you know, F sharp major seven or something. Uh, but I was always jealous of that because um, he definitely appreciated uh, music and guitars more, uh, mm -hmm. than I did because I was just like, yeah, I can play these chords. And, and I liked getting on like guitar. What is it? Uh, ultimate guitar.com. Yep. Oh just, yeah, like, man. Pulling up the those tabs. Tab site of the early 2000s. <laughs> I so, found... you know, just to date myself a little bit here, that's when yeah. I started playing. Oh, yeah. And back in the day, like there wasn't YouTube to like go note for note, you know, where you could slow it down like half speed. It was you went on ultimate guitar and the tabs were either right or they were wrong. And you just kind of figured it out. Oh, I've had so many wrong tabs before. where I'm just like, <laughs> this is not even close. I don't know what you're what you're thinking. Yeah, um, I found a. Uh, what are those called? A binder, like an old like mm -hmm. school binder. I found one from my high school days that was just printed out uh, ultimate guitar tabs, like from the website. And they're just there for me to like practice going through sweet child of mine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, uh, it is fun. So yeah. So uh, 
playing guitar. I'm, I'm assuming that is your main hobby. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been playing since the early 2000s. Like you, I would look up tabs. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, one thing that I really like about it is that for me, it kind of synergizes with photography a little bit. For example, going back to what you were talking about, your friend that can figure out songs by ear. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really important to develop your ear and guitar or just with any instrument in general. So that usually involves like hearing a melody or coming up with something in your head and then kind of like figuring out how to make it sound that way on your instrument. And, you know, it seems like, oh, duh, like, oh yeah, you should be doing that. But, you know, it takes a little bit of practice. It takes a little bit of patience. Mm. And that makes a big difference between whether you're like actively engaging playing your instrument versus just kind of like noodling, which is, you know, awesome too. Cause as long as for me, as long as you're picking up the instrument, that's already great. Yeah. But going, tying that in with cameras, like as a photographer, it's important to see things before you pick up your camera. So on a wedding day, for example, as I scout locations, I'm already getting a good idea of areas that have good lighting. I'm getting a good idea of like what lenses I want to do. So I try to see how I'm going to take images or video before I like engage with my subject and try to kind of like pose them. And that way, you know, I save a lot of time. I can focus on just kind of creating a smoother experience for the person that I'm taking a picture of. But it also really helps like when I see a photo, you know, you can also, you're training your eye, right? Like, mm -hmm. hmm, I can tell whether you did it with a strobe, is it natural light, your editing style. So I think those are fun things to do is like kind of go around and admire and see other people's work. And then just kind of try to either guess or even like recreate sometimes how they did that photo. Oh yeah. No, I love that. I had, I hadn't even thought about like the, the parallel between hearing a song and like trying to figure out, okay, what chord is this that they're playing? Mm -hmm. or what, what note in this riff? Like, how can I play that? Um, Cause there were so many hours that I was just like listening to music and trying to figure it out. And like, just like hitting keys on the keyboard. Like, okay, that's, that's what key this is. Cool. What's the next one. And, um, and, and yeah, like whenever I first started off in photography, I would walk into a scene and just be like, I don't know what to do. I cannot, yeah. I don't have yeah. an eye for this yet. I can put them in the shadows and get some pretty decent, like just uh, flat lighting. Um, but yeah, now it's just, uh, like kind of like having an ear for music. I walk into a scene just like you were saying, and just like, look for where the light is. Um, and, and that's such a good practice to get into just like through, through your everyday life. It is kind of like overtaken my life now to where we'll just be at the park. And then I'm looking at the light coming through the trees yeah. or something. I'm just like, Oh man. I want to go like put the kids over there and just yeah just that's a fun thing about having myself. kids is you just <laughs> plop them in where the light is awesome uh-huh and they got to stand there <laughs> yeah yeah they'll stand there especially with the young ones just like you're not that mobile yet you're just gonna sit right here and mm -hmm. i will get some photos of you um but yeah and, no i would definitely encourage anybody to just go out and see other people's photographs and like try to analyze them and see Oh yeah. And besides just like light, see if they either pose a couple or if it's 
you know, a candid moment. And then the really great photographers make pose photography look candid. So there are a few tells, but sometimes, man, it's impossible because, you know, they did such a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, if there's any listeners that are like me, where I am just, I want to do everything myself and I wanted to learn everything myself. And I was like, I'm not going to go, you know, look for photography education. Actually, if you're listening to this podcast, this is probably not you because uh, you're, you're actually listening to uh, photography education. But whenever I started, I did not, I was just like, I'm going to learn this all myself. I want to be self-taught. I don't want to get any inspiration from anyone else. I want to create all this myself. Um, it was very hard headed that way. And it took me years to learn things that probably would have taken just a couple of weeks. Um, had I looked at other people's work and tried to, um, just kind of like reverse engineer. I'm always, anytime that I'm scrolling through Instagram, if there's a photo that just like stops me, I will save it to a folder that's just called deconstruct. And it is a folder on my Instagram and I'll just go through those every now and then like, okay, was this off camera flash or was this, do I think this was posed? Like, like you were saying, the some amazing photographers can turn that posed photo into something that looks very candid and, and unposed. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like my pastime now, just like going through and deconstructing those. And how could I do that where I live? We don't have mountains, but, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, what, it's pretty hard to recreate mountains, <laughs> but you know, we make deal with what we got here in Bryan College Station. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which speaking of Bryan College Station, we didn't really, we just like jumped straight into the hobby because oh, yeah. I was distracted by, by all your guitars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let everyone know where are you, where are you based? I mean, you've already kind of, uh, hinted that we're, we're both mm-hmm. in the Bryan college station area. We actually talked about, uh, doing a live, uh, face-to-face recording together. Um, but you know, kids and yeah. schedules and stuff, we were like, this is probably easier just to go ahead and do zoom. But yeah, we're like yeah. T- 20 minutes away from each other right now, which is cool. Um, but yeah, what, what do you do? I mean, we, we know that you're a photographer, but like, so uh, my name is Miguel, my wife, Marianne and I run San Angel photo. We're a college station based couple, um, that does wedding photography and film. We also do portraits like, um, seniors and occasionally families. Uh, we've been at it for a little bit. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. We love working with our couples and then, you know, the, the main topic being hobbies. I personally enjoy, you know, playing guitar. I I love playing with other people, especially. I feel like it can be a really social hobby, but it's also great to do like by yourself. And then my wife also really enjoys collecting records. So our Mm. mutual love and understanding of music really brings us together. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing guitar for close to about, gosh, 15 or yeah, 15, 16 years. Nice. So. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, you know, had a lot of great experiences with it. It's kind of like one of those lifelong hobbies that there's always room to grow. Oh, yeah. And I love like what you were saying that it's it's a uh, it can be a a community hobby, too. And Mm -hmm. just jamming out with with friends. I remember some of my my best memories of like, you know, pre pre kid years back back whenever I was just like 
you know, going to house parties and stuff uh, in college or shortly after. And some of the best memories of those years were just like hanging out just at a house and there were just instruments. And then people would just jump in and start playing guitar or you can grab a bass and start playing bass or jump on the drums. And everyone was just like moving around, playing all the instruments. And I could only play bass or guitar and tambourine. I could do that. Um, um, I am not coordinated with drums at all. The hand and foot thing. Uh-huh. I cannot separate. <laughs> um, Music is very uplifting. You know, it's more than just like an object you're holding and kind of like either strumming mm-hmm. or, you know, hitting like drums. Like it's more than the sum of parts. Like once you play with people, occasionally you feel like there's really great energy. Like, especially if you're improvising, you know, and like you're understanding each other in a language that's not spoken word. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. And I like to bring that energy back into like my wedding days, you know, like, Hey, vibe in here with people. Like it's more than just, Hey, I'm here to photograph you. It's like, Hey, let's, let's enjoy your day. Let's make this about you. Let's, let's have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I've, I've second shot with y'all before. Um, and it is fun. Y'all do make it fun. Cause I've also second shot with other people where I'm just like, what are, what are we doing? Are we just are oh, we yeah. just gonna go like sit by ourselves? Okay, um, but it's, it's yeah. the rhythm of the wedding day too, you know. It some, and, I mean, is. some days it's, it's yeah. easier than others. You know, some days you're really struggling, but mm-hmm. if you find that little groove, like oh man, I love wedding days like that, where it just falls into a groove. I'm like prepared for that next thing that's coming up. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and it's just like it's fun, and you're you're having a blast, and they're having a blast, and then it's like. 7 p.m. already and you're like we're almost done with the wedding day we still yeah like, like we only have a few more hours that's crazy where did uh, the day go yeah yeah no and that's that's always the best the uh the where did the day go the always what is the saying you know time flies when you're having fun and exactly. uh and yeah those are those are always the best ones um another like, reason why i really like playing guitar too is that yeah. um so occasionally we run into couples that play too so I've connected with one groom and he actually came over and we jammed a few times and that was so much fun. Nice. You know, just having that hobby, you know, it doesn't have to be music. Like there's so many other great hobbies like painting others, a photographer we follow on Instagram and and they dance a lot. And so, you know, that allows them to connect with their, their client base in a different level too. Oh yeah. So that's one thing I would suggest for anybody listening, like whatever your hobby is, definitely put it out there. You'd be surprised what people are into. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how long you've been doing the the YouTube videos, but I remember, I don't know, maybe a year or two or so ago, I, I first started seeing you sharing those more often. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. Cause uh, like you're putting out that hobby and that, like you were saying, builds that connection with, uh, with your clients and potential clients too. Like I recently had someone hire me because they love Halloween and they saw that I did like Halloween type, uh, like creepy photo shoots. And they're like, this is amazing. And then they started following my wedding stuff and they're like, Oh, this is amazing. And then they got engaged and they're like, okay, cool. I want, I want to hire you. And I was like, that's great. I would have never thought to share like sharing, creepy Halloween type photo shoots would lead to actual, uh, business. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whenever you're sharing Those are fun photo shoots too, by the way, they, like they you're are. the only photographer I know of that puts them together. And I think <laughs> they're so much fun. I've, I've been wanting to go to one, so I hopefully I'll catch one soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning another one in the spring, um, before things like start blooming and stuff and it can still kind of look a little dead around here and, mm-hmm. uh, and doing something. And then, you know, there's, there's no rush of like, okay, as I always forget to, to schedule something in the fall until like October. And then it's like, oh yeah, well now Halloween's almost here. Let me, let me get you a few quick edits. Um, yeah. Cause there's, there's a lot more like Photoshop and stuff involved in this, but um, uh, as a side note, that's one thing I've learned about seasonal photo shoots is that you do them ahead of time. Yeah. So when we did these Christmas minis, you know, that was, about a week ago and that's well before you know the december december Mm. month because people want to use them for things like cards and especially nowadays with shipping delays like you got to get stuff out there quick oh yeah which is always which is it always feels so weird here in texas where it's like yeah we're going to be doing these christmas minis um, it is 85 degrees outside, uh, so bundle up and look, <laughs> yeah. look cozy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you yeah. do, don't start sweating. <laughs> no. Hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM. Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. I love asking this question about business because I just am always interested. Is there a um, a piece of advice or uh, just uh, like a little nugget of something that you have gotten throughout the years that has really changed your outlook on business or just life in general? Let's see. I think one thing I've learned, I'm a big, uh, I like to see what others do and I'm not ashamed to learn from others. Like even if it's just like straight up, you know, copying ideas sometimes because, hey, good ideas are contagious. Right. Uh, One thing I've learned from really social media savvy people is 
be consistent in sharing, you know, on your social media and don't be afraid to share, you know, at least some of your personal life, you know, us, like we mostly just like to share, you know, our hobbies and occasionally we'll post like a family picture. So yeah, that's been uh, really helpful in like connecting with people because, you know, once when you're in wedding photography, you will often book somebody, you'll have like a great initial consultation, but unless you run into them all the time, like, they may not hear from you for a while. So it's great for building rapport to share yourself on social media. And by that, I mean, not just posting your work, but actually posting pictures of yourself or, you know, just like little video clips of you getting coffee or fun things. That way when people see you again, they're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. I remember seeing this one thing you did at the very least. It gives you like a conversation talking point. Yeah. And like so many times, cause I, I I'm always on other photographers, Instagrams, um, for, you know, just like looking up, uh, new guests for the show and all that. And sometimes I'll go to someone's profile and I'm just like scrolling and scrolling, looking for a photo of them. And I'm just like, I don't see if I don't yeah. even know what you look like. Your profile picture. Friday introductions. People. <laughs> Friday introductions. Yeah. That is a yeah, great one coming are, up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This Friday, actually. And uh, yeah, if if you are on the fence, if you don't like showing your face, that is a great way to to get into it and just be like, hey, I I was challenged. Miguel and I are challenging you right now this Friday Mm -hmm. to do a Friday introductions post and just post a picture of yourself. It can be a behind the scenes. It can be an iPhone selfie. Um, you know where the good light is. Go ahead and get that good light mm-hmm. in your selfie. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. All and you just, need is one window, a yep. plain wall and you're mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know how to change the exposure and everything on your phone, you, yeah. can, you can do some great stuff. Um, you know, uh, one tip, I know what it's like to be a little self-conscious sometimes and make it funny, you know, take a picture of yourself and just add some humor. For example, like if you, a little squeamish about sharing a picture of yourself. You know what? Slap some mountains in the background, Photoshop yourself in some kind of silly location, add some Duncan's coffee mug on you and, you know, yeah. make it silly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember you did one where you like Photoshopped your cats in there, like the, <laughs> like up in the sky or something. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. Cause it also like kind of, it doesn't feel like it's just your face. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just taking a selfie or taking, you know, some, some headshot that you got taken three years ago. Um, but it adds a little something extra. Also, if you have a hobby, take a picture of you doing your hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you were talking about earlier, how y'all, um, from, from sharing about like your love for guitars and Marianne's love for, for records and music, y'all have built so much like good connections with, uh, clients, potential clients, and just like people on, uh, on social media, just in general, that you would be very surprised whenever you start sharing about what you love doing. It's, uh, those people who have the same, same loves will gravitate toward you and just be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Like, I, I love that too. I also love Duncan and America yeah. runs on it. So let's, you know, <laughs> people are looking to connect with you. So you got to give them a reason. You got to exactly. give them some ways to, to be able to reach out besides, Oh, there's a, a photographer. Cause I mean, let's face it. There's, I imagine thousands of us 
thousands and thousands of photographers. So, so many, so yeah. many. Yeah. Especially like it just, cause I, I moved from Austin to here, I don't know, six years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just in Austin alone, there's thousands of wedding photographers. Not well, I remember just... when we did that first wedding show together and I saw you yeah. like, who's that John guy? Who's that new guy over there? Let's uh-huh. see what he's up, up to, or let's see what he's about. And I think one of the first things we talked about is our, our hobbies, you know, and you I told think me so. you enjoyed playing guitar too. And I was like, Oh, Hey, this guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, it was either that year or maybe the next one that y'all brought your, uh, your PlayStation, um, yep. to, to the wedding show. And just like, as everyone is just tearing all their stuff down, we're just like, we're just going to play some games and <laughs> yeah, we're and so we'll tear slow at tearing down. We're usually the last one to leave. Oh, me too. But yeah. Got to have fun with it, I guess. Oh yeah. I don't understand the, I mean, unless you're like, you've got to go somewhere at five o'clock. I don't understand the just like rush. There are some people that just like tear down their booths before, yeah. like while uh, couples are still walking around. I'm like, that is not, it's, it seems like you're trying to rush them out. Um, yeah. I'm just like, Hey, let's hang out. Like if you want to come over here and play games with us, uh, we'll play with For you. Sure. I've been meaning to bring one of my guitars to one of the wedding shows. So maybe to the next one, you'll see one of yeah. these up there. Yeah. No, that would be cool. I actually have one that's kind of, I got it because it, I kind of felt like it vibed with the wedding day. Okay. So I can show it to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and grab it. This is one of my new ones. It's one, I think it's easily become my favorite and it's in this like fun classic white color. Nice. Yeah. And, and I love the shape too. One of my too. friends told me it reminds, reminds him of a bow tie. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That so. is cool. Yeah, that's a fun one. What uh, what's what brand? What kind of guitar is that? That one's a Gibson Explorer. Cool. And right now, you know, they're pretty hard to find (laughs) just because of like shipping delays. They've affected Mm -hmm. almost all the industry. So, yeah, I was able to score one just from being persistent. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I know Gibson. I know the names like Gibson, Takamini, like uh, Taylor, all those kind of like name brand guitars, but I do not know any of the, the actual, like this style is called this. Um, My brother, uh, funny enough, he is actually like a trained luthier to like build guitars. And, um, and he built my acoustic guitar. for I think it was it was the one that he was making for his like graduation like this is your final project kind of like a final essay type deal um, but it's an actual guitar and he built that one uh, for for his uh, luthier school and then ended up giving it to me because I had given away my guitar to someone who mm-hmm. uh, they had they had broken theirs and uh, I was like, yeah, here you go. You can have mine. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll find another one. I can do it. Yeah. And then he gave me that one for uh, my birthday or Christmas or something like the next year. I was like, that's cool. Um, but yeah. That's another reason why I love the obvious. Like the guitars have great stories, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had 
it's yeah there's so many uh, pretty much anyone that i ask about their guitars they usually have some sort of really cool story um mm-hmm. like yours the the persistence of that guitar and like getting that one and the cool bow tie shape and everything um as really cool um but yeah okay so like we've i don't know we've i feel like we've talked a lot about like the correlation between uh hobbies and uh and, and, and photography. Um, but are there any other, like any things from your, your hobbies that have really just kind of like opened up your eyes, like creative wise, or just like kind of made you think about either business or photography in a different way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, going back, uh, I, I forgot to mention that occasionally what I'll do is I'll learn songs, uh, I'll learn it really well, memorize it, and then actually record myself with my camera. So you do photo and mm. video too, like us, you know? Yeah. And one fun thing about how I like to mix the two hobbies together is I'll record myself playing covers and then put them up on YouTube. And um, so I started, I got inspiration actually from media. There's an account called Mormon's Rare Guitar. It's a really famous guitar store in California. And a few years ago, they started, you know, demoing their vintage guitars that they had for sale. And it was just like one guy, one take, really simple. He'd play like a few riffs of like really famous classic rock songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually took a break from guitar for a few years. Like in college, I didn't really play it that much. And then kickstarting our photography business kind of ate up a lot of my free time. But just finding that YouTube channel really inspired me to kind of pick it up again and started learning songs. And in the beginning, you know, I record myself with like this ancient iPhone. And then I was an, an idea dominant. was like, wait, I have all this expensive camera gear. Yeah. Why don't I use that and, you know, make a nicer quality video? So that kind of just like, um, I learned a few things, you know, just by posing lie, I learned a few things about sound and especially like workflow. So one thing that recording yourself playing guitar is kind of similar to is a little bit of corporate work where you go into like, um, you know, a a project and okay, like I got my camera ready, got my tripod ready. I already know how to break down a scene. You know, anytime you're putting somebody in like an environmental portrait type situation, you really want to take a close look of what the viewer can see. Mm-hmm. So going back to that account that I was talking about, like, I mean, the main focus was the person playing guitar, right? But in the background, like they picked a great spot because they showed so many beautiful guitars. And as you can see, I was suckered into the hobby again. And you uh-huh. know, since then I bought a couple, maybe not from them, but you know, so uh, I've learned quite a bit, just like recording myself and then just being patient, um, editing myself, you know, even simple things like, okay, here's like a situation that will work for a wedding um, videography is, let's say you're recording um, a bride reading her vows, right? And if she's sitting down, are you going to put the camera really high? Are you going to shoot it up? Are you going to have it at eye level? You know, user conscious decisions that you should be making instead of just kind of leaving it up the chance, like, Oh, I'll just plot my camera here and whatever comes out, comes out. Right. You know, there are some classic rules that I prefer not to break. One of them, for example, the nose shouldn't break the cheek. Yes. 
And I think sometimes when you're, you do a lot of self teaching, you know, you can miss some rules. And those are great, simple pointers that I learned from just like YouTube. Oh yeah. And when yeah. you see it in a photograph, sometimes you'll be like, why does this picture look weird? Another one is, for example, if uh, people are looking away, but they're showing too much of the whites of their eyes, that can be a reason why your picture may not be great. You can have perfect lighting, perfect posing. It's just that one little detail that can take your picture from average, good to like a great photo. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to like what you were saying earlier about like going through uh, those inspiration photos and really like deconstructing those and how, how is this lighting? Do they, what about this pose makes this look so inviting and so nice? Um, Cause that's how I learned about the, you know, nose shouldn't break the, the cheek, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about uh, I mean, you can watch the, the video in the Facebook group, uh, just search for Miguel. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like turning like a kind of a side ish profile, you don't want the, the nose of the subject to break the, the side of their cheek. You want it to fall inside that cheek, um, mm-hmm. because it just, it looks so much more flattering that way. Uh, and that was something that I had seen, uh, trying to take a selfie of myself or like, mm-hmm. I guess it's, more of a self-portrait because it was like timed DSLR, all that. I wasn't just like with my iPhone or anything. Um, but yeah, taking that, it just, I didn't like the way that my nose looked. And then I did that and then uh, uh, kind of brought it back into the cheek. And then uh, like, I don't know, a couple months later, someone was actually talking about that at a workshop that I went to. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why I didn't like those photos I was taking mm-hmm. of myself because I was doing that. And then that tied that into uh, now on wedding days, I'm always just like, oh yeah, let me, I'm just going to shift to the right just a tiny bit. Uh, so that this is just like, just a tiny, a tiny bit better. Um, and sometimes those small little movements can increase uh, the quality of the photo by a For lot. Sure. And I mean, what better way to practice than on yourself? Because on a wedding day, you know, wedding couples have so much going on in their mind. They're trying to worry about their guests. They're trying to worry about staying to the timeline. They're hungry. They're thirsty sometimes. It's hot outside. So, you know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to get your shots in um, while making it a good experience for them. But that can't happen if you're trying to figure out things a day of so that's why practicing you know is is important it's like music too you know before i record myself i practice it a ton of times just because i want to save time you know Mm -hmm. yeah you want to save time and you want to make sure you can get it in like one take um because like weddings you've got one take uh there's there's no hey uh could you do your first kiss again sorry yeah i didn't catch that one or i had my settings all screwed up um you know you gotta make sure you're you're playing the right chords and you're you're doing what you need to do to to capture it the best way so one one last question i can't believe we've already been talking for uh for so long this is is great yeah (laughs) it's also like it's really nice because i we haven't seen each other in a while Uh, yeah this has been great yeah, we've been uh, pretty. We besides weddings, we've been kind of staying, staying at home quite a bit. So, 
yeah. on the flip side, you know, it's been a positive. We've been spending a lot of time with the baby. Right. Um, yeah. You know, pretty soon I'll be teaching her a guitar. So. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I started, um, I have a ukulele and I've, I've been teaching. God, I've been meaning to get one of those. I, I broke one of the strings, um, which is funny because <laughs> I've been letting the kids like start to learn, like teaching uh, them a, a G chord is super easy because just one finger on one, one string. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then I was the one who ended up breaking the string playing too, <laughs> too rough. Uh, sometimes I get into that, that you you're know, rocking uh, too hard, man. I know that, uh, somewhere over the rainbow, it's just, <laughs> it's a good jam. Um, but yeah. Okay. So for anyone who's maybe listening and they're just like, yeah, that's cool. You have hobbies. I don't have time for a hobby. Uh, like I I'm just drowning in work and life and all of these things. What would you say to them? Cause that was for sure me, um, also, uh, but like what, yeah. What, what, what would you say to them that just, uh, they don't think that they have time? Sure. I mean, take it from me, like when uh, our baby was just born, you know, we had so little time between work, catching up on wedding. Mm. And, you know, she required a, a lot of attention those initial months. And, and even now, like, there was very little time. Um, I can't speak for other hobbies because I mostly just focused on guitar. But what I can say is just some practical tips. Have your hobby out in an area where you can see it. People tell me all the time, like, oh, I bought a guitar. I've been wanting to learn. And the first time I asked them is like, is your guitar in a closet? And 90% uh-huh. of the time they'd be like, yeah, take it out of the closet. Have it somewhere where you can see. Because even those 15 minutes where you're like just doodling, you know, that makes all the difference between being consistency. And the next time you may have an hour and you don't spend it doodling, you spend it actually learning, which is a whole nother subject, by the way, the difference between practicing and learning and like just having fun with it. But anyways, have it out where you can see 15 minutes is better than nothing at all. You know, you don't have to have this like mental block of like, well, if I can't accomplish this entire like daunting task, then I'm just not going to do it. Like just, just pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Having it out in the open is a huge thing. Cause that, I went probably a good six months or more without picking up my guitar. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, there was, I think we were watching a movie or something, or maybe, Oh, it was, uh, we were watching, um, we, we like, we follow this, uh, this couple on Instagram or well, I guess on Instagram, but they're YouTubers and they like redo houses and interior design and stuff. It's called Mr. Kate and, um, Joey, plays guitar and drums and, and all those things. And he was just like sitting there, just like playing guitar. And their little two-year-old was like running around and like beating on a drum. And I was like, yeah, I would really like to just like in the evenings, just play guitar or bring out the ukulele and just have that just kind of music. Uh, I mean, we play music all the time in our house, but having that kind of music and like letting the kids play and and all that. Um, But my guitar was literally in a closet. I was like, that's why I haven't played it in so long because it it's been out. So I just got my, my wall mount um, 
I'm trying to get this office somewhat together um, mm. since we've moved in. It's been like four months now, but uh, but like I want to hang it up on the wall so I can see it and then be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that down and play yeah. instead of, you know, only being reminded that I play guitar whenever I see someone play um, on a, a, like a YouTube show. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, a hundred percent agree with you on that one. I think, I think that's great advice. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, also though, like you have to see where your priorities are. Like, I know me personally, I don't work out as much as I should. And so something's <laughs> got to give, you know, if you're a big into fitness, that's actually a great hobby, honestly, like, but oh, yeah. you may not have as much time for, you know, so you just got to prioritize and pick, pick one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And side note, if you don't have enough time, but you are doing every single thing in your business, it might be a good time to to look at mm-hmm. delegating and outsourcing mm-hmm. some things. Um, I, I struggle with that so much. That's where I'm mm-hmm. at right now, actually. Out, outsourcing is hard. Um, I I started outsourcing my editing about a year, year and a half ago. And it's it's now outsourcing is addicting. And I'm like, who can mm-hmm. I get? to, to just answer just like my, my standard emails, just like the, the yeah. yes, no, here's the location deal. Um, cause that takes up a lot of my time, but it's not really moving the needle forward in the business. And mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, just that one little piece of outsourcing and now I'm just like addicted to it. And I want to, to outsource all the things that just like take up a lot of time, but they're not really, I'm not, working on the business, um, not physically with my camera or anything. Um, but yeah, that might, that might free up some time. If you're, if you're thinking you don't have time for a hobby, Miguel, this has been a lot of fun. It's been good to catch up. It's been good to talk about guitars and hobbies and all those things and business and photography. Um, before we go and before we let everyone know where they can follow you and um, maybe see some of your, uh, uh, your guitar videos that you've done. Um, what is something that you're loving this week? Could do a little segment where we're talk about what we're loving could be a, a book, a TV show, movie, uh, new food or whatever. Um, is there something that you are loving this week? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, when you mentioned that you'd be asking you the whole time in the back of my head is like, I got to come up with something. Honestly, most <laughs> of my interests are pretty niche, but to keep it topical, I'm all about the pecan pie. I am excited. I have one waiting for me in the pantry, you know, yes. and so I am so ready for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pecan pie is probably my favorite of, of the pies. Um, yeah. I do like a mm-hmm. good like fruit pie, like a cherry pie. Oh, cherry pie um, and like pecan top two. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, had a wedding. It's been a week and a half now, so I should probably finish this pie, but, um, <laughs> but they, they, well, had, you know, you help? <laughs> yeah, it is a pecan pie. Um, yeah. it's, it's very good. It's H E B, but they do a, a good job. It's very tasty. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That's fine. In, instead of a wedding cake, they had a bunch of pies because they like pies and uh and then they had a ton left over and they're like hey john take any of these that you want and uh, i saw that there was a pecan pie and i was like i am gonna take this home 
and I will yeah. slowly eat it because I will just finish it in one sitting um, if given the chance. Uh, if anybody's but, listening that's planning their wedding, this is actually a cool trend that's catching on because we just did a wedding mm-hmm. where they serve pies instead of cake. And hey, I'm all, I'm all, I'm here for it. Like that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I think serve whatever you like because um, yeah. they still had like a little cake for people who are just cake people. But I have had I've had weddings where their uh, their wedding cake was a cheesecake, um, mm-hmm. which I loved because that is my favorite dessert. Um, and yeah, in others, like there was a donut pyramid of of round rock donuts because uh, I got married in Austin. And um, yeah, just just do whatever, whatever it feels like is you. And everyone mm-hmm. else can enjoy it, or they can just be like, oh, well, they didn't have cake, and I don't like pie, and they don't have dessert. It is okay. Uh, <laughs> but, For sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're loving pecan pie. Um, let's see. I am loving... I recently saw a movie. It's it's not the best quality, um, like, cinematography-wise, not great. Um, it's It looked like they were shooting on like a Canon rebel or something. Hmm. Um, so it was, I think it was a budget film. It's called unsafe. Uh, hmm. I believe it came out in like 2018 or 19 or something like that. Um, but it's, it's kind of like a psychological thriller. Um, not really horror, uh, genre, um, and not really thriller either. It's just kind of, it's just an interesting story. It's, um, it follows a woman who uh, accidentally voluntarily um, uh, admits herself to a uh, like psychiatric clinic. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this is like a whole scam that the hospital is running to get insurance money. And they have people like sign this waiver. They don't know what they're signing. And then that admits them and they can keep them there for seven days and get the insurance money. Um, but while while she's there there are like twists and turns and things that you're just like oh wait is this in her mind is she actually going crazy um yeah and and then there's just a random matt damon uh cameo <laughs> where he's what? yeah it was like uh this guy who just like showed up for <laughs> literally 30 seconds in the movie and i was like is that matt damon and then they did yeah. a close-up of him i was like that is matt damon and i looked it up on imdb it is him um i was like i wonder if he's like a producer or something not a producer i don't know how he got into the movie or how they got him um, yeah but it's like uh, that one time bon jovi crashed the wedding right right oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which that would be oh man i would i would love for any anyone to crash a wedding that's actually on my on my uh my bucket list of things to do is to crash someone's wedding um which i know i know enough uh wedding venues around here i should just go some weekend that i don't have a wedding (laughs) let's go crash one yeah Uh, people would be like did he have a second shooter yeah (laughs) yeah their second shooter yeah yeah that must be that must be why he's here dancing yeah. and, and drinking all of our our drinks um but yeah it was it was a good movie it had uh it had some twists it had had some interesting interesting plot that was was different than a lot of other uh a lot of other movies and i love that the psychological um aspect to it 
Uh, yeah, so, it yeah. sounds a lot like Shutter Island, which is another great movie. Yes, that I have not seen the whole thing. I started that on a plane once. Yeah, and um, it it's was a not slow on burn, a... but man, when it gets to the end, like whoa! Yeah, thanks to a uh, a recent TikTok trend, um, I know what the <laughs> what the reveal is at the end of Shutter Island now. Um, huh. But I still want to see the whole movie. Um, yeah, because uh, it 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 looks really good, and I like uh, what's his face, Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo, good old Leo. Good old Leo, uh, one of his uh, not Oscar wins. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, well, cool. Well, Miguel, this has been a lot of fun. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, where can they find your your music videos? Or I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John, for having me on. You know, it was yeah. a lot of fun talking to you. This has been great. Um, this is the first time I've done a podcast, so you know, for sure, nice. I had so much fun. Yeah, uh, if great. people are interested, uh, you can find my music under Miguel Makes Music on YouTube. If you just search for that, you know, some of my videos will pop up. I'm on Instagram. And then, of course, uh, my wife and I are on St. Angel Photo. All right. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. And I'll have links to all that in the show notes. Um, and I'll probably share one of your uh, Miguel Makes Music videos uh, in, the, uh, in the Facebook group as well. Right. Cool. Um, but yeah, well, uh, Facebook, this has been a lot of fun. We did get a few comments. I, I, I was, I was going to bring him in, but, uh, a lot of uh, comments on the guitars behind you, like the Rickenbacker, um, and also, uh, Max, uh, said, oh, that's Miguel, my buddy. yeah, he <laughs> said, be, be a good friend and give me one of your guitars. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Facebook, this has been great. Uh, thanks for thanks for chiming in. Thanks for being here. Um, we'll see y'all in the next one. Catch y'all later. Y'all, I absolutely loved getting to talk with my friend Miguel. Um, it's it was great. Uh, just getting to talk about guitars made me want to get my guitar out again. I really need to get my guitar out again. We talked about that, getting it out of the closet, putting it on the wall. I have not done that since we recorded, but I'm going to do it this week for sure. Uh, But I loved getting to talk about guitars and hobbies and how we can even use those in our business. As always, you can find all of the things in today's show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 92. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live episode and ask your questions in the Facebook group by searching for the Light and Dark Photography podcast group on Facebook. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. So you get a little bit of a deal. We get a little bit of a kickback from them for advertising in the things. Um, it's a great way to, to get a great deal while also helping out this podcast. So I really appreciate all of you who have taken advantage of maybe not taken advantage. That doesn't sound right. Um, who have benefited from uh, the sponsors of this podcast. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Miguel is at miguelmakesmusic underscore. And his photography is at sanangelphoto. You can find me at allheartphoto. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
take a quick minute, leave us a review like Lori did, and take a screenshot. We got a few uh, a few screenshots and mentions in the DMs uh, this week uh, from this past episode. So I, I loved getting to see those and, and kind of interact with you guys um, on Instagram. So until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye.